welcome to Sin News, the inside gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. I am Brian, your host. I'm Patrick. The the priest. Oh yeah, Father The Father Reverend Brown. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. and I'm and I'm Zach, the the altar boy. Just a threesome today, boys. That's <laughs> all you get. So I right. like it. A holy threesome. Well, let's get right to the news. Uh, first up, let's talk about the Switch. It's having a good run of it lately. Uh, everybody's buying them because we're in quarantine. People need something to do. Animal Crossing selling really, really well. And uh, Motherboard had an interesting story that resellers are apparently using checkout bots to basically... Uh, add to the shortage of switches there are all these sort of uh uh, programs and some of them are free now where you can go on like best buy or walmart's website and just sort of snatch them up as soon as they become available and then people are selling them marking them up 100 200 bucks i i know this is one of those things that happens but it sucks because it seems like technology is just making this easier and easier yeah yeah it's uh, it's unfortunate because First of all, what a time for Reggie to leave Nintendo. He could do a stern video <laughs> admonishing yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, like, like I remember it's weird because it, it's the year 2020 and I'm getting flashbacks to when the Switch launched and I you know, was trying to coordinate buying one in a parking lot of a Burger King. Um, and we're back, we're back there. And, I'm, and what's crazy is I'm seeing friends that are, I, I had no idea where I had any interest in gaming whatsoever are like freaking out on social media being like I gotta get a switch trying to find a switch everyone has a switch let me know and then they're getting they're somehow getting them um, and then is there a game that's encouraging them it's to animal do, like, crossing. As an am- animal okay. crossing it's animal crossing 100 percent yeah yeah they're not like impossible to find it's just if you want it quickly and conveniently it's very difficult to get yeah that's but, right. like I saw some lights at Target the other day. I, I've seen oh, stuff well. around where it was like normally normal priced shit, but uh, they're definitely snatched up real fast. Like Target had a full list of all their items in stock, and that's like hand sanitizer, uh, toilet paper, and all that. All the essential stuff that's selling up. Rice right. and, and beans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And then Switch Lights was on there. Wow. Finally, so we've been, we've the been gaming has been that is high enough that they feel the need to add it to their like front door list of shit to say like either it is or is not in stock. We're finally yeah, in the right industry, boys. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. It doesn't seem quite as bad as the Wii was back in the day. I don't know if you remembered that, but that oh, was yeah. a super long wait, and it was kind of like. If you could find one, that was your Christmas. Like that that yep. day you got it because they were so in such short supply for so long. I don't I don't think the Switch is there, but yeah, I do think they are being snapped up quickly. And, and I think you're right. Animal Crossing, also Animal Crossing is just very shareable on the internet. And so yes. people are showing off their brooms. And I think that leads other people to think, what am I missing out on? And it's one of those games, literally anybody can play it. Uh, you can let your child play it and it would be totally fine. But adults can play it too. So it's, there's no, you know, it's not like GTA or Red Dead right. or anything like that. So I, that makes sense. They just caught it at the exact right moment when everybody's quarantined and bummed out and needs some sort of happy little game like this. I think too, the other thing is like a lot of people who did it, you know, it's, it's 2020 now. All right. A lot of people who didn't grow up. Well, a lot of people now did grow up playing video games, even if they like stopped after they were 10 years old or whatever. Right. Like you should. It's it's pretty, exactly. It's pretty (laughs) common now. I think for like everyone to just have a three DS or have a, DS or whatever. Like everyone my age pro- or a little younger probably grew up with some sort of Game Boy or something like that. So Animal Crossing was one of those handheld games, so there's still a lot of nostalgia for it. So that comes out and people who may not have originally wanted to buy a Switch are now stuck at home. It's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll play a new Animal Crossing. Yeah, I I have friends, too, who are, uh, you know, uh, my age, like, with kids and quarantine, and even a few of them have texted me, like, okay, tell me about Animal Crossing. Should I pick it up? You know, and then invariably a couple days later, they'll text me back with some screenshots of their house. Of course. (laughs) It it is like you can just sort of live this little alternate uh, lifestyle, I guess, which is 
which is uh, definitely something that I, I get why people want it, it. As for the resellers, I don't know. I, I, I've definitely sold stuff on Craigslist and I've, you know, tried to get a good yeah. price if I'm selling something, but like buying, uh, buying up things in bulk like this and to just to flip them. It just sucks. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I know everybody needs to make a buck, but it, it, it's a crappy way to do it. I mean, there's, there's, going to be like implements in place to fix this though i mean because i mean like Ticketmaster and and live nation and you know like concert sellers have been dealing with this for eons and they they have you know some pretty decent like protection in place where it's like um if you're buying more than you know x amount of tickets at one time there's these like you know verification methods and stuff so i i just hope that gaming is is able to like keep up with that that technology and implement that soon yeah yeah, if somebody's trying to buy 20 Switches, it's probably not all for them. It's for me and my entire family. Honestly, if you're buying more than one, what the fuck are you doing? There's <laughs> yeah. no reason. Well, I have I mean, two. two. I have two, two but I, I got yeah, a Switch yeah. Lite, yeah. If you got a family, maybe. If you got kids or something. My kids have totally colonized like the main one, so I, I, I needed one of my own. You got you got downgraded to the to the light. I like it. The light is great. Yeah. If you're if you're just handheld only, it's it's far superior to the uh, the original Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I use it for mostly. Is <laughs> yeah. Know, me there's too. Very few games that I've actually played on the TV. Wow. Really? I'm the yes, I'm the exact opposite. I am I am I always feel like very weirdly pigeonholed when I'm playing it handheld just because I play it docked so much. That's the beauty of the yeah. Switch, baby. Man, Have it your so way. Versatile. Ugh. <laughs> I, but that yeah, they've also said Nintendo is basically bumping up their order from their suppliers for more Switches uh, this fiscal year, basically the year we're currently in. So for the next 12 months, I think they've ordered like 22 million Switches, Jesus. which is... Uh, yeah, which God. is more than they normally would, and it's it, it's more than because I think the Switch is in you know year four now. It's coming into year four, so it's you know it's starting to kind of slow down a little, or it should be, but yeah. they're still you know <laughs> still going strong. I guess. Are you telling me Nintendo engineered the coronavirus to sell more Switches? There we Probably. go. That's a hot podcast headline right yep. there. Um, so if, yeah, I wonder if when the coronavirus ends, they're just going to be sitting on this massive stockpile of switches, and there's going to be like a big clearance. <laughs> no, that would require Nintendo to mark down its prices That's ever, true. which mm-hmm. they do not do. It'll be thirty years from now, and the switch yeah. will still be three hundred dollars. <laughs> yep, or more depending on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, hopefully that situation will get fixed soon because it sucks to see people having to like pay inflated prices like that but let's move on to a huge game other than animal crossing that's released lately doom eternal there has been some major drama with the guy who is responsible for the music mick gordon um we did a daily on this but um it has just been a mess with this guy. Um, he is not pleased. Uh, basically, they released the soundtrack to the game, and somebody posted the audio comparisons uh, of uh, Doom Eternal versus Doom 2016, and it was like, hey, this seems way compressed. And Mick Gordon was like, yeah, I didn't do that. Somebody who didn't know what they were doing did that. And he's clearly pissed. Somebody messaged him and said, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever work with them again. God damn. Which sucks because uh, the the new Doom games have been great. The music is a huge part of that. It's not a game you play on mute. No, nope. exactly. It's got an insane soundtrack. It's awesome. So is his facial hair, if, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. He's got you, that soul patch that connects it just all goes, the way down. It's straight down. The Brazilian, baby. Extremely yeah. thin. It is, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, Doom has always been about the music. I mean, even in the original games, that soundtrack is iconic. Yeah, it's just that throwback, just sort of metal, you know, you just crank it up and just blow the shit out of everything. Um, I like how unironic it is, too. Right, right. It's not a joke at all. It's nobody's, nobody's, like, winking while they do it. No. It's, it's, the, it's just legitimate metal as fuck, and it's like I can't imagine playing Doom to anything else. 
Yeah, it's perfectly. It's 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 made specifically to make Joe Lieberman uncomfortable, and I I wouldn't have any other way. Well, and now the problem is, let's say he does, because you know there's going to be another Doom game. Yeah. Um, mm. But now let's say he falls out with him and doesn't come back. Now everybody no- is going to notice, and yeah, they're going to be mad. I mean, I don't know if it'll really affect sales, but it'll definitely uh, cause some sort of an internet Oh, it'll 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 be the Borderlands Three claptrap thing again, yeah, where it's just they they the the beloved uh, entity from the first two games is now missing, and despite the fact that they will they will inevitably hire some you know composer who is equally as talented or whatever, uh, it just won't be the same, and therefore you know the crucifixion will happen before our eyes. But ultimately, I mean, like. I doubt it would really affect the sales of it. It certainly I, didn't hurt Borderlands 3. No, yeah. not at all. And that so. game sucks. <laughs> yeah, it is not good. <laughs> I've yeah, never played a, one of those. Oh, uh, a huge fan of that game. I, I played the first two and, and liked them a lot, and I, I'm just on the third, and I just I just don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's not a bad game. I just don't give a shit. That's exactly yeah. correct, yeah. I guess I've, I've, tried, I've tried at least two of those games and never yeah. got very deep into it it just wasn't yeah. for me uh, there you know this one feels just way too self-aware like we're making a borderlands game like yeah it's yeah. gonna be hilarious and you know there's guys we're really gonna be not funny no no it's like not aggressively a, not, not funny. <laughs> no no the, the, the writing is is very easily the worst part of that game <laughs> yeah it feels like something a bunch of like middle-aged dudes uh, trying to be like South Park or something. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. It it sucks, though. Uh, back to Doom Eternal. It does suck that apparently somebody from either Bethesda or id Software came and just sort of messed with it so, for some reason. I don't know. I, I, would, I would think, though, that uh, the job that Mick Gordon did on this game, uh, on the... the Doom 2016 and other games like Prey and some of the Wolfensteins like let he's earned the right to do what he wants <laughs> yeah, to with yeah. that soundtrack. I'm guessing they probably just didn't want to pay him probably to, to come in and do a new mix or whatever cuz Oh, sure maybe he's... they just took the old one. Yeah. And... Well, I think he did some new songs cuz he said he mixed some a few of, of the them. tracks yeah. on the soundtrack. So I don't know if he like I don't know necessarily if that means he recorded and wrote everything, but then they did the the sound mix or if that means they took a few songs that he wrote and then like you know made a frankenstein monster out of right (laughs) i'm not 100 percent on what exactly the whole deal is but either way yeah it would have been a lot more expensive to have him do it as opposed to you know some recent graduate from music school or whatever the fuck somebody it's weird when these it's weird when these triple (laughs) a's when these triple a companies decide to cut costs in sort of strange ways like surely surely it wouldn't have broken the bank to pay him his asking price you know what's you know what's wild is like you you say that and it reminds me of a, a memory i have from um when i was doing the activision like social media for that this pr company and um this is like right when like Snapchat was becoming a thing. Um, and they did a whole campaign for COD uh, Black Ops 3 where they were, it was this is Activision, they got money and they were like getting interns to scrounge together like tripod, like phone tripods to record projector footage of QR codes to put on the official Snapchat. And it was just like such a light bulb moment where it was like, oh, nobody has any fucking idea what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is completely in the dark about how to do this shit. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do this just completely on the cheap. And maybe that's why they've got all that money. It's because they yeah. don't pay people to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you might Greece. think like only the nerds will notice, but then it only takes one nerd to notice, to notice. <laughs> and then put right. it on Twitter. Right. Also, like if you like filter down your product too much, you can do it a couple times and get away with it. But if you keep doing it, yeah. it it'll eventually dilute it too much. Yeah. Um, did you guys play? Do- I haven't played Doom Eternal. Does Not anybody yet. have any thoughts on it? Oh, I played it. It fucking rules. Yeah. Oh, really? It kicks ass. Yeah. Is, is it? Awesome. Is it? Do you like it more than the first, uh, the 2016 game? Um, I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of people say that 
Doom Eternal makes the 2016 game feel slow, which is wild. That's true. Yeah, it is. It's way quicker. Uh, I think there's a lot more enemies. It feels like it anyway. In a lot of the big arenas, it seems like yeah. there's. I mean, you really do not have a second to breathe in the new one. <laughs> really, and you're also juggling uh, a bunch of new like power ups and stuff, which uh, I didn't really use a good amount of them. I think if I was playing on a console, I probably would have used more. But with with keyboard, when you're using your hands to move, and then like you have to. You know, find a way yeah. to utilize get, get five, your high other, keys. five yeah. other buttons and sh- yeah, it it's a little less. I feel like I'm a little less likely to use some of those extra features. But uh, mm. yeah, so I saw they added that um, enemy type that's that's like specifically exists to give you ammo if you get the headshot. Uh, sort of. So there's like, what? Wait, what enemy type are you? Talking there's. About? The, I I was watching um the fuck. I think it was the. Was it Donkey? Yeah, it was like Donkey's review, and he was like, "Oh, there's there's legitimately just like an uh, an enemy that exists oh, oh. to give you ammo, but you have to get the headshot to get the most amount of ammo." So there's like, uh, like the priest. There's things. a lot of sort of peon guys walking around, like little disposable. They don't really pose that much of a threat, but they're good. So if you need armor, you can shoot them with the flame belch thing and they spit out armor. If you chain Naturally. some, they, if you chain some, they like shoot ammo at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, what's the health one? Oh, glory kills give you health. So they're kind of there just to like, if you shoot them like twice, they'll go into that state where you can <laughs> They're just supply one. crates basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But even with them, you sort of have to be careful because you don't want to you don't want to use them all up. Like you don't want to just run through and kill everything. And then all of a sudden and get maxed out too early. Exactly. So that's the other thing. Ammo is so scarce in this one. Not so scarce, but like you have to be aware of it. They really want you to use every single new ability. So yeah, I I love the philosophy of doom and I, I played the 2016 one all the way through and I feel like so many of those shooters are like cover based and they want you to, you know, hide behind things and, and you know, it sort of be be careful and be safe. And all I ever want to do is just run out and just shoot right. as quickly as I can. <laughs> and that's exactly what doom is built around like the the more aggressive you are the the, it it almost it almost seems like the more reckless and crazy you are if you can keep killing people you can stay alive and just get a little more health and keep going a little bit quicker and i love that about it because to me it's it's a video game that's what it should be i i'm not in an actual war i don't need to worry about you know finding cover at all times and mm-hmm. uh you know i don't know but I, I and love there's that like part. value to those games too but it's just like it's nice that they took it and we're like okay let's take let's take an fps to its to the absolute like, yeah logical <laughs> limit of where you know what i mean like right no you're in ta- hell insta- instead of trying instead of trying to subvert the power trip let's Let's give you everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then right. just And that's why the only third person shooter I'll ever enjoy is Dark Sector, where you can throw your glaive. Glaive? You remember that game? From... No, I don't remember. <laughs> this is like a big like fucking well, I don't remember disc isn't, the gla- like... isn't glaive the thing from Krull? <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody listening to this will just shit the bed with excitement that I mentioned that game but other than that we can move on <laughs> <laughs> alright um, alright moving on let's talk about GameStop they are gonna reopen stores get excited I mean I know they've had some that are a lot of them are still open uh, basically fulfilling internet orders but the general public can't just go inside and you know look around for a video game like the old days but they announced this week yeah exactly sneeze to your heart's content Mm -hmm. but uh now they're going to start reopening in two states here in the u.s uh south carolina and georgia as well as italy and austria and i think there's one more let's see and germany so yeah they're um they've been (laughs) i don't know there's just still I mean, I, it must have gotten better if they're talking about reopening, but I they, haven't kept up. 
They must have, but I wouldn't use GameStop as a barometer. No, no, no certainly not. Better. Well, <laughs> Italy's, my understanding of the situation is that, like, there's a lot of countries similar to Italy that have had, like, the the, uh, the plateau has, has happened, but, but, like, that's still, like, you have to bear in mind that, like, when you talk about flattening the curve, it means that you're not, like, that, that it's not like deaths are not happening. It's just that like deaths are now at a sustainable-ish level, or they're just less than there were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like it's like the the like the plateau of deaths occurring is still a lot of death. It's just like less burden on the healthcare system. So yeah. I mean, if we use GameStop as a barometer, Italy's doing fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they've been uh, they've been clearly wanting. If it was up to them, they would have stayed open this whole time. For sure. uh, but you know, in some st- and, and like Massachusetts forced them to close down entirely. Yep. Um, they're they're clearly trying to capitalize on the fact that uh, most people are still locked up and you know uh, wanting for something to do. And uh, obviously, people have been gaming a lot. They've seen their business go when they've been open. Their business has gone up, and they stayed open to get Animal Crossing and New and Doom Eternal out, even even when it was clear that everyone else was shutting down. And that's what you should mm-hmm. do. And that was at like the height of the yeah, like, like Mark panic, yeah. I guess, but also genuine danger. <laughs> yeah, I think March twentieth was when those games uh, yeah. came out, and it was. Yeah, it had been like, even in America, where we were way too slow to shut things down, but even by March 20th, we were like, yeah, we should all work from home now. Uh, yeah, I think on the I think the 15th was when California shut down. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, you know, I, I don't know what to say, and we, we, we've done a lot of GameStop videos, but it is just very depressing how much... Uh, some of these companies will just absolutely throw caution to the wind and be reckless with their employees and customers' lives if that means they can keep making money. And I think that's exactly what GameStop wants to do. Uh, They say a lot of bullshit about how the safety of their uh, employees and customers is the, the foremost concern. It's so just transparently false. I don't know how oh, yeah. they can it's just say that. Vomit. Like, yeah, I don't know how they can even say that with a straight face. They just seem so soulless. <laughs> but. I know it's it is shocking how bold faced it is because they know that everyone knows. Right. right. That's the yeah yeah. That's not even a lie where it's like, well, they don't know we're lying. Like they know we know they're lying. <laughs> yes, but we're just gonna do it anyway because as long as we say it, there's a record that we said it. I guess. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I guess. Just and Brian, to... you said it. You said it well a few weeks ago. It was just like you'd almost have more respect for them if they just were like, hey this is the one time we're making money. Like, please let us do what we can to yeah. survive. And it's like, yeah, no, like all these, all these weird, yeah, these weird, like corporate slalom that they're doing is just, is just like, like use a GameStop branded bag to cover your hands. So gross. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah. They should just say, look, we're a dying traditional video game retailer. We're on life support as it is. We're going to try to squeeze an extra six months of life out of this. Yeah. Aren't they aren't they up on irony Twitter? Come on. This shit sells. Yeah, they need they need a cool uh, social media manager. Like they that need to get the, the they need the Stakeums kid. They need yeah. to hire him. No, hire Brandon Wardell to do your social media games. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I think he's not cool anymore though. He's he's too old, right? No, no, no he's still cool. He's doing the whole thing where he's uh, he's getting uh, Twitter bans. He's getting like removed from Twitter for a week at a time for impersonating Joe Biden. Oh right, right, right. Oh man. Well, nothing cooler than that. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't even know when's the last time I was in a GameStop. It's it's probably been about a year or so. Years, and yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't know. I was getting something or. Maybe I was trading in some. I'll kind stuff. of like if I'm already in a mall. Sometimes I'll just if I'm bored or like. Yeah. Yeah. With someone who's actually shopping somewhere, I might like kind of amble in, but not to buy anything. The last <laughs> time I went there with a purpose was because uh, I wanted Mario Galaxy, and they had it for like five bucks. Oh, there you go. 
There's so an example like, of Nintendo lowering their prices. It just takes a third-party retailer. Price. <laughs> I just got a disc. It didn't even have a case. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's the GameStop uh, golden goose right there. Exactly. But, you know, it's like, I can have this right now. I can have this in five minutes. Yeah. Right, if I, right. If I go I over think, there. I think there's still a place for some retailers like that. Like, there's a good used uh, uh, sort of a retro chain here in Austin that I like but they make it like fun and they have like couches out and old systems and you can you know and they that's the other thing we have a ton it, of those here we have yeah so and it's fun and it's like yes. hey man if you want to if you want to play see what the old Atari 2600 was like here you go and, and just yeah. like the staff's really into it and and uh, I, I GameStop has some great staffers too who obviously love games, but they're obviously you know corporate sort of controls so much of what they can and can't do. But the cool yes. thing about these little chains is like uh, there's just you know uh, you just have to deal with your one manager Ed who is probably high all the time and doesn't give a shit. Right. So th- it's just a lot looser in terms of what they can do and what they'll allow you to do. I, I it's it's one of these like this makes me feel. I feel for the employees, but man, these executives, I just, uh, I, I just feel like they deserve whatever they get. I mean, we've and, all gotten a bunch of DMs from employees there and at other Oh, stores. oh yeah. GameStop leaks like a sieve, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not I only wish that, the, but I mean, like, even a bunch of other people who work at other game stores, because apparently they're all sort of doing it. They're all trying their hardest because they're all oh, making yeah. money right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, somebody was tweeting out it. It was my name, Jason Schreier or something. He was like, GameStop, just sent out this memo to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, we all got that, dude. Yeah, yeah, they were DMing that to all of us. Yeah. Even us. (laughs) Even (laughs) humble. You know know if we're getting a scoop, everybody knows about it. (laughs) How dare you? I can't wait. I can't wait to support Bloomberg um, just on the fact that they now have pure journalistic integrity. Hell yeah, oh, baby. No, yeah. They got Schreier. He went That's to right, baby. Yeah. <gasps> that seems like, I thought I thought for sure he was going to go to the Washington Post or like a big, yeah. a big time out. Not that Bloomberg, it's okay, but it's it's not, you know, the top, top tier. I'll be interested to yeah. see how his how his stories kind of change. Well, well this, just, this just killed the dream for games journalists everywhere where it's like, okay, if you put in your time then maybe you'll be that one that breaks through the mold and gets hired to run like New York Times new emergent gaming vertical. No, and that's it's like, not how it works. And it's like, nope. nah, <laughs> nah, you're going to Bloomberg. Yeah, and but like his style is very, you know, uh, dependent on a lot of anonymous sources. And it'll be interesting to see like with some, you know, what an editor at Bloomberg, how much they're going to let slide. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. It, it's it, it. I think it'll be a lot different of a world than the video game website world. Yeah. Is it but, just uh, a lot looser? Uh, uh, the websites versus like yeah. traditional journalism. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I've never been a traditional journalist myself. I'm. I'm a little out there, if you know what I mean. A little on the don't edge. Don't say that, Patrick. You're a journalist. <laughs> you hear it inside. No, you but I mean, you've worked at newspapers and stuff. So what? Uh, yeah, like I, I just think they're a lot stricter about uh, like. Whether you can use anonymous sources, how many... I mean, he's a good journalist. He can adapt. Like, I don't mean to say that, like, mm-hmm. he won't be able to succeed. He will. But, but yeah, just, you know, oh, well, I don't know. Wario64 said this, so blah, blah, right, blah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff we do just would never... People would be like, no, no, no. Come back when you got a real source on this. And, yeah. and, and just using over... Uh, you know, so much of the stories about crunch and stuff is is completely anonymously sourced, and I'm not saying they wouldn't do that in like a, a traditional website or a traditional news outlet, but they they'd be a lot more reluctant. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, uh, but I like I said, he, he knows his stuff; he can adapt. But yeah, the funniest thing was they were doing a story. Uh, I was on Reddit, and they they posted you know him going to Bloomberg, and somebody responded. Well, this is great news for him. Everybody, uh, Bloomberg pays their junior reporters 200k starting, <laughs> and I'm like, 
this is what I hate about the internet. You have no idea what you're talking about. No. Like, there's no way Bloomberg pays somebody that much. Where did they even hear that? They pay him 200k. It's just some idiot who doesn't know what they're talking about, but everybody is like an expert on everything now. Again, while like the their EIC senior editors are yeah. 55k yeah. probably. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, he might, yeah, I don't know. I don't know I'm sure they compensated him well for him to leave because, I mean, he could literally do anything he wanted at Kotaku, right? I mean, at right, this point. Right, but was he highly paid at Kotaku, though? I, I don't think he, you know. Probably not. Hey, the fact that we're talking about him so much just shows how much clout he had within the industry. Hey, Siri, what is Jason Schreier's net worth? (laughs) 4.6 million. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hell, yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's move away from this inside baseball. And uh, Oh, we mentioned Animal Crossing. I wanted to talk about one thing that I thought was interesting. We did a daily on this today. Um, and really, it seems like the big thing that is missing from New Horizons is cloud saves. And people are already starting to post horror stories. There was a, a big post uh, on the Switch subreddit. This guy's girlfriend, like, there was some, something went got corrupted on her game. On and she lost anniversary. Uh, he, oh, yeah, he, no. he wrote a novel about it, yeah. basically. But she lost her game. No cloud save, obviously. No way to recover the file. You're just done. It. This really seems brutal when it, it, Nintendo just needs to allow this. They say they're worried about cheating or whatever, but who cares? Exactly. That's what weird. I mean, and we talked about this a lot in the record today, but, like, it's Animal Crossing. Who right. gives a shit if you're cheating? <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, it doesn't give you an edge over anyone, right? Well, like you just, they were trying to draw comparisons to real life. They're like, well, in real life, you have to work for things, and we wanted to kind of communicate. Yeah. Isn't that why that. we play Animal Crossing is to not engage with real right. life? Like, yeah. Plus, there's so many ways in that game to already cheat. Yeah, it's not hard to like. I mean, you just advance the clock. That's enough right there. Yeah, they're just being like, I think this is just Nintendo being controlling when they have no control, but they yes. still want to, even if they don't have control, they're going to make it as hard as possible. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this too, but Nintendo has such a strange approach to things where they, they're inventing new problems for themselves. Yeah. It's like, right. these aren't even things that... <laughs> Like, how did you come up with this? this but that you can't so stupid. that you can't cloud save in 2020 yes. on an well, internet it, connected device. I don't, I don't know if y'all, if so y'all are, stupid. I don't know if y'all like this, but I, I like I it, like I treat my Switch like an infant. Like I treat it like it is this precious cargo because I have I live in constant fear of just me like dropping it or something and everything I have on there just being ruined. And like when I. Well, what? I mean, that's the other crazy thing is the online service, the 12, whatever it is, is for cloud saves. That's one of its main draws. Right. Other it, than the classic games is cloud saves. So it's there. It exists. That's what it was it. for. That was a yeah. main selling point. Yeah. And, and and to act like, oh, well, you could cheat. I, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it is so ridiculous in a, in a game like Animal Crossing, which is not competitive at all. I no. mean, you can cheat to show off for people on Twitter, I guess. I mean, I guess if that's the cheating. C- the C-sports scene is very competitive. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's an advanced Tamagotchi. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. But yeah, I mean, they've never really come around on Smash being a competitive game because they they read articles about people playing it for money and didn't like that. So they were like, nope, we're not going to not going to participate. Mario Maker people like big name streamers basically have no contact with Nintendo. They're not supported by them at all. (laughs) Yeah. Is that one guy who they keep deleting his levels? For no reason. <laughs> it, I think it took them forever just to allow people to stream their stuff or to not just strike it. Uh, yep. it o- they only kind of came around a few years ago. They're just, they're so weird about this stuff and they're so unwilling to like acknowledge any sort of, uh, you know, outside participation in their little sandboxes. Yes. It's <laughs> so weird. They're like, no, we want you to play at home on your Switch 
Yes, you can play with your family gathered around. That's it. <laughs> and even that we make kind of difficult. Very impossible, yeah. Even yeah. even that we're not thrilled about, but whatever. Yes. <laughs> um, so stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for the news, boys. But let's move on. First up, though, we have some sponsors <gasps> to Ooh. talk about. Yeah, very exciting. This is a first for Sin News. Things are very much looking up Making for us here. Cash. That's right. And so we need you to pay close attention and support these sponsors because they're supporting us. They're doing the right thing. First up. Okay, so we all know ExpressVPN. We talk about them a lot. We love them. They protect your privacy and security online, but here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Hell yeah, now we're talking news you can use. Okay, so a lot of us were stuck at home. It's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. This whole week, I've been actually using ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. Easy to do. I just fire up ExpressVPN app, change my location to the UK, refresh refresh Netflix. That's it. I'm in. I'm watching Doctor Who because he. Here's how it works. ExpressVPN it hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost a hundred different countries. Just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. If you love anime, boom, Japanese Netflix, thanks to ExpressVPN, and you're spirited away. But not just Netflix, any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason I love ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's super fast. Never any buffering or lag. I know that's a problem with some of them. Not ExpressVPN. You can stream in HD. No problem. ExpressVPN also compatible with your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, more. You can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. Now, if you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash sendnews, that's S-E-N-D-N-E-W-S, all one word, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support this show, guys. Watch what you want. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash sendnews. And thank you very much to express vpn uh they've been supporting us we love them we appreciate them it's a great service i wouldn't tell it to you if it wasn't great and now let's talk about a new sponsor mac weldon oh boy if you don't know what mac weldon is you are in for a treat just some of the best oh my gosh they got everything socks shirts hoodies underwear mac weldon guys they believe in smart design premium fabrics and simple shopping I, they will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. That means they eliminate odor. You need that. Guess what? Even if you're sitting around at the house gaming, you're still going to stink. You need Mack Weldon underwear to, you know, keep yourself nice. For the people around you. They want you to be comfortable too at Mack Weldon. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, shirts, and others look good, they perform well too. Good for working out, going to work, when, whenever you go back to work, going out on dates, whenever you're allowed back out on outside, just everyday life. It is great. Mac Weldon really does value its loyal customers. That's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account. It's totally free. Level one, place an order for any amount. Never pay for shipping again. Level two, oh, once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mac Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, you'll also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. That's crazy. Level two also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. Now, I was on their site checking out just the stuff they've got so much just like really everything like they got some nice shirts to wear they got under i want the silver underwear personally i can never have enough good underwear you spend so much time in it it might as well be good for you you know what i'm saying also some hoodies looking nice they got some nice like sunday lounge pants for when you're just kicking around the house I, I love just wearing comfortable pants around the house. They got them at Mac Weldon. 
Look, and again, if you don't like it, you can keep it. They'll still refund you, no questions asked. You don't even have to worry about a question, come up with some fake ass excuse. They're just like, here you go, here's your money back. So I love it. Anyway, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Enter promo code SENDNEWS. We got our own promo code now. We made it. SENDNEWS. Oh. Thanks to MacWeldon.com. Ah, oh, man. All right. Now, let's get to the Q&A, boys. Um, this, this, we got some good ones this week. We did? Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so... The audience is shaping up. <laughs> they are. Thank God. Okay, so let me just roll through a few of them. We, we got about, I would say, about 10 minutes left. We're going yeah. to roll through these. This is from number one, the no-fan Dylan. Oh, I remember Dylan. What yep. is your favorite screen adaptation of a video game, TV, or movie? For me, it's the first Mortal Kombat back in, mm. what, 95 or what? Ah, I love yeah. it still. That one is so hard to beat. It set the it set the standard early, and it, yeah. it's still it's still it's like you said, yeah, it's hard to beat. And it, it's so dumb. Yeah, but but, it, but it's also way. yeah, in like it, it mixes like being funny, but also like at least at the time the action was kind of fun to watch too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I I just out of like sheer boredom I watched two of the Resident Evil movies. Yes. Those are the most joyless, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> stupid movies. And then yeah, when they up, take themselves they, too seriously, so it's just seriously. so gross. Yeah, like, but when they, Mila Jovovich is a delight. I, yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> I, mean, but, I don't know. It, it's just the whole thing was like, it's so corny, but it, yeah, it takes itself so seriously. Like, the soundtrack is all new metal. Yeah, you know? oh <laughs> yeah, like, that's when you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the only other one I remember when I was a kid was The Wizard with Fred Savage. Oh, but that, yeah. Uh, that was more, though, about just a kid who was really good at video games. But that, like, tied in so much to, like, Super Mario 3. It was well, like, I don't even think. It. Yeah, I think they revealed it that way. Yeah. It was huge. Like, to reveal a video game in a movie seems so, like, archaic yeah. now. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, that's how it was. Wasn't, uh, wasn't it, like, also technically war games? Wasn't that technically, like, a game movie? Because it's the whole thing with, like, Matthew Broderick was, like, just trying to find, like, the like the coolest game to play. Yes, yeah, but and I don't he, think it was like, based on a game or anything. He, like, hacked into DARPA. DARPA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A good, it's a good movie. <laughs> My my yeah. my personal choice for this category is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog great oh, great okay. flick. All right. Great movie. The original Maybe Mario maybe some maybe some recency bias, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The original Mar- the Bob Hoskins one? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. I don't think I ever saw that. It's it's worth a watch. It's okay. it's insane. It? <laughs> I mean, it's it's people trying to figure out it, it kind of looks like they got the notes for what mario was about right? <laughs> but no like, one had ever played yeah. it before exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so it's like okay i guess we have two brothers and some bad guy who's a dinosaur so let, let's just we'll create everything around that plumbing oh, is that. a central theme of this so let's set everything in this gritty underground yep. where pipes are leaking on everybody yes it's a perfect uh, movie, is what I'm saying. That's that's awesome. Um, okay, uh, this next one is from Victor. Do you think the video game boom is just a temporary thing because of the lockdown, or will it become a new part of many people's routines who picked it up during this time? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. I, I think gaming as an industry has been growing and growing and mm-hmm. growing, so... Um, I, I think this is going to be a little spike for it, but I think it's already been trending up. That, but that's a really good question. Will people, you know, who picked it up stay with it? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I, I think games can be very, like, a, a nice little, you know, for me it's almost like uh, instead of reading a book at night, you know, I'll play a little Animal Crossing and then I'll read. You know, it's just kind of something yeah. to do when you're winding down for the day. So I, I can see that, especially... Like, uh, my generation, you know, we were kind of one of the really first ones who grew up playing. Like, I don't really remember a time that didn't have them. So, yeah, I think it's a way for, you know, even some older folks like myself to maybe rediscover it. Yeah. I 
my gut feeling is that it'll kind of normalize after this and will drop yeah. off a bit. Yeah. Um, I don't think a huge... I mean, I'm sure some of those people will stick with it, but I kind of have a feeling it's a bit of a flash in the pan right now. But like you said, I mean, it's trending upward regardless. It, it will right. continue to grow. But Maybe I, not at this rate, though, because this is sort of crazy. So. This is a hundred-year event. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, about, like, games have been trending upwards for a while now like long before covid and and you know it was with the release of i think gta 5 there was like gaming officially became the like the biggest entertainment there was like gta 5 was like the biggest entertainment launch ever yeah. uh and then the games industry is like far eclipsed both i think it was like movies and music combined um yeah. in terms of profits so like yeah, this this I, I my point being that like it was already trending so steeply upwards that I I don't know that this will really be consequential at all once this is all said and done. Yeah, I um um I I think it'll drop down, but I it wouldn't surprise me if they pick up some new customers just from all of this. Um especially I think it this really plays into the Switch's wheelhouse because mm-hmm. I I think it's uh, number one, it's very casual friendly, and two, Nintendo has such a brand built up and and over the you know, uh, just over the decades going back to the '80s, and so I think, you know, it, it's something that people remember, and it's like, oh, Mario game or oh, Zelda game, cool, I'll check out the new one, you know, and and I yeah. think they've been they've yeah. been putting out good stuff, so I, yeah, I think it'll help. Uh, okay, moving on. Brad asks, considering the current climate of instability and uncertainty, are the planned releases of Sony and Microsoft's new consoles this year really realistic? Are they bluffing? That is, that's kind of the big question. Um, yeah. You know, uh, because lots of people are wondering. My, my gut says that they're going to release, but I think the supplies are going to be a problem. I think you're going to have an issue where it's, uh, maybe a lot more people want them initially than than will be around. It's like the I whole. Agree. It's like the whole thing about, you know, it really was not all that. People get short term memory loss, but it's like it was not that long ago when you know, like the 360 launched, and there were supply problems where people were just like doing whatever the fuck they can to get their hands on them. It was the same thing on the Switch, and it's like original Xbox yep. too. There's, yeah, I yep. mean, like like consoles. The PS2 had major problems. Yeah, like like yeah. like like, co- like literally, it was just this last console generation with with. Xbox One and PS4 where it was like not really an issue to get your hands on one whenever you wanted one Um, so I don't know I mean like we've done this before we like it'll it'll just be a a rude awakening for maybe a new generation of people that are playing games I I think also it'll depend on if one of the new consoles has some sort of exclusive on it that you can't buy anywhere else something that'll kind of drive up demand or there's something something about it like the Wii got really popular because it had motion controls mm-hmm. and that that was something that hadn't been done or at least it hadn't been done in this form in a while uh, so but I don't know I'm not gonna buy one right off unless there's just something I really really want uh, but y- you never know it's it's electronics and so there's always going to be a demand for the latest and greatest and uh you know they both look really cool like they both look like um you know substantial improvements over the the last generation so um i I think it's going to be one of those things where you might yeah you might have to wait a little bit longer or they they might not ramp up to full production until sometime in 2021 Mm mm-hmm That's it? Anybody else? No, that's all I got. got. Some no, all right. No, you got it all. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Ash. If you had to live in a video game, which one would you choose? That is a great question. Wind Waker. Or, or if you are related to a video game character's family, who and how? <laughs> Wind Waker. Cousins, this is a two-part man. Cousin, would you be somebody's cousin, sister, father, daughter? Uh, damn, I need to think about this. Okay, I'm thinking Wind of like, all my favorite games, and they all just sound like hellscapes. Yeah, I don't want to live in would, Dark Souls. No, no exactly. Yeah, I would. I would live on Outset Island from Wind Waker, and I would okay. have my my sweet little life there. Um, and know that if I was really craving adventure, uh, just all I had to do was climb up the hill and go to the forest and, uh, and, and do, go do that for a little while and then go back to my life. I'll be happy. Yeah. I, the, the, the one time I really 
was sort of jealous of my video game character or like the it was uh, when I was playing an MMO Final Fantasy 11 and like I was like this character is living a way cooler life than me he has way more <laughs> friends um, yep. his, he, he's got way more money uh, he's you know and but like getting together with friends and, and you know uh, uh, raiding and things like that that was a really cool experience it's something that is really not sustainable and you can only kind of do it for a few, you know, for a, a certain window of time in your life. But uh, yeah, that, that was really fun. I always, I always appreciate games where uh, this is kind of like a weird aside, but like Ma- mass effect comes to mind and games where you have your, like the ship that you're in and like your, your method of, of going to different places. Um, but you can explore that area. It's not just like a loading screen. Uh, I always, I always appreciate that, and I've always, always felt this like cool calling to be like, oh man, like I just, I, I wanna, I wanna be able to walk around my ship and like see, see like the, the machinations of like what's getting me to one place or the other. And I always, whenever I play Mass Effect or something to that effect, I'm always just like, oh man, this, this would be cool. I'd fucking live in the med bay and hang out with, with, uh, <laughs> hang out with the frog dude. I'm gonna go with ski free. For mine. Oh yeah, skiing game. The free skiing. Is that like a snow skiing game? You play ski free. It it came with all the old Windows computers where you just (laughs) ski downhill and hang out with the yeti. He grabs you and eats you. That or one of those survival games where you're just alone on a desert island with no hope. Let's let's all let's all live in stranded deep. Yeah. (laughs) You know what sounds fun? Far Cry. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, what? Let's see. Oh, wait, what do, who do we want to be related to was part of that, right? Oh, uh, oh yeah. A video game. Well, that was sort of an or question. So if you have a good answer for that. If you were if you were related to a video game character's family, who and how? Uh, hmm. I mean, any character that, that via uh, dominant genes gives me superpowers... Oh, see, I was thinking of somebody really rich, like a king or something, and I would want to be like the the sort of fail son of That'd that cool. king. I want to yeah. live as as uh, Joe Lau in Romance of the Three Kingdoms Seven. That's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Getting a little obscure. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know if you were being serious. No, I've never played that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Alan Ragasa asked, what is the one game in your backlog that you feel you should complete during the lockdown? Good answer or good question. Rather Sekiro for me is Mm. definitely, I I need to complete it and persona and persona five. Yeah. Mm. I'm playing the original final fantasy seven. So, and I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm starting to get kind of sick of it. And I know that I have. I don't even think I'm halfway through yet. I don't even know if oh, I finished yeah. like the first disc. I know I'm on Switch, uh, oh, so I'm not man. exactly sure where that is. But like, it and what it is for me more than anything is the random combat encounters. Are oh wait, yeah, everybody complains oh, about. It. I I always God. forget because I grew up on those, and so I don't even think about it. But yeah, I, I can see how that would get annoying. I mean, I I grew up on that. On like, I played a lot of that stuff back in the not Final Fantasy, but like. I would play JRPGs and stuff when I was a kid on Game Boy or whatever. Not a lot, but a few. So, I, but they I, were I, huge, yeah, yeah. yes. And yep. it was, and the tech supported that at the time. There wasn't like real time combat wasn't great. So, but I, it's just going back to a lot of. I mean, all games are like this, I guess, with a certain amount of time between you. But it just feels so dated to every three seconds you're forced into a. And I'm just trying to get to the next you thing. Know, you know, what's weird is that I haven't played. Final Fantasy 7 I've like literally only ever played the demo of the the remake um and I I didn't even think about random battle encounters in Final Fantasy 7 cuz I'm yeah. like what would you like I I'm, I'm playing through my my answer to this question I'm playing through Final Fantasy 10 right now um and I it makes sense that you would you'd be like running through a field or running on a, in like a mountain area and like oh there's these random encounters but like in 7 are you just like running through back alleys of Midgar and then it's like ah like robots attacked you safe areas but anywhere in the overworld which is like later in the game after Midgar whatever anytime you're in like the overworld you're basically vulnerable to it Um, okay the only place you're not is like towns but any any time where the map pulls out yeah kind of yeah yeah see yourself as small it's yeah you're Are, are, are there save points in that game or can you save anywhere I forget you can save anywhere in the overworld. Oh, right. Everywhere okay. else. That's the other thing that 
drives me insane is like i really wish they would have just put a you can call me a casual whatever i don't give a shit i, I wish they would have put save states into it because no. there's times where you are so deep into something and then yeah a boss comes and yep. you know kills you your first try and it's like okay so now i know maybe how to beat this guy but i have to play for 45 minutes <laughs> right yeah, oh, it's like oh. there. Yeah, there was like the terror of that. I remember in old school uh, RPGs where there might be only like one save point in the game. Yeah, like and or, or, or they were very scattered. So if you got too far out into the boonies and then you were almost dead, and you're trying to drag yourself back, trying not to get killed because you don't want to like you know you might lose half your money if you die or something yeah. like that oh those are the worst it feelings. sucks yeah it sucks but, but losing progress hand, sucks even worse yes but I, I mean i like the story it's cool um so i hopefully i'll finish it how how do how do those i know the graphics are obviously very dated do, does that get in the way for you at all or how do no. you oh that's Graf- cool. bad graphics don't bother me bad controls bother me yeah I'll, I'll play anything. I can play old stuff. Uh, I like a lot. I like going back and playing old retro games. The the stop for me is those like quality of life things that have. That's the yeah yeah yeah. It, it, it's so because we've and we fixed them so much over the years. And, yes. And it just like yeah, with like you were talking about save states and things like that, and yeah. it's just like you're stepping back twenty evolutionary steps. And I don't even mind having like a place that you have to go to save or something like that. That's fine. But like. My God, make it a little, a little more user friendly. I, I don't want to have to replay something I just played. Yeah, uh, I, on the Switch, you know those old uh, the retro NES games and stuff. They have save states in it. Yes, Th- that changes those games completely because mm-hmm. those games were never designed with save states. So you no. just you if you didn't beat that run, you had to start all over again for the yep. most part. And so might, it was, if you're lucky, you might get a password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Zach. Anything on your backlog? I mean, I, like I said, I'm playing through Final Fantasy X right now, and okay. I've never right. actually finished that game, so I'm bound and determined to do it. I uh, still haven't started The Witcher Three yet, which I maybe will get to. Uh, my list of shame is 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 very very long. Witcher, yeah, Witcher Three is up there for me too. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to get to it. It, it sucks. Like Animal Crossing now is one of those games that can just take unlimited amounts of your time mm-hmm. if you let it. Animal Crossing has absolutely fucked up my ability to get through my backlog. So. <laughs> but I love it. I love every second of it. So Yeah. You should you should both play Witcher 3 though. It's a really good game. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Um, okay, last question. This is from Cam. Do you guys think there will still be a major crunch in game production with this whole pandemic going on? I know there's no real way to fact check this just kind of would like to hear opinions. Um, I, I think if you're if you, what you mean by that is, will more games get delayed? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think they will. I, I think we uh, have not seen the last of this, and, and we're seeing like uh, you know, the Last of Us Two got delayed. Uh, lots of others. It's it's un it's unavoidable to me because I'm sure people are working at home. But that is a completely different thing. There's so many more distractions if you have, yeah. you know, family members or whatever. There's no way you can just sort of focus in like you would at the office. And there, there are distractions in an office, too, but it's not the same. And you're having – I'm sure those people are having to send gigantic files back and forth. Ugh. Just for us, that's a major issue. Yeah. Yep. And, te- I mean, anything tech-related is just amplified right now. Like, yeah. yeah. The smallest hitch can – my my video upload for the daily today got stuck at one percent, oh. like or no at ninety I should say ninety nine percent. There was oh, one, oh. it said one minute remaining, and I just had to cancel it and send audio because I don't know if it's because I live in a big ass apartment building or what, but I just uploading. You don't anything, need to flex on us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uploading anything takes for fucking ever because there's probably you know a couple hundred other people in this building that. Are also all uploading shit or or all streaming net or streaming Netflix, yeah, at home. Exactly. Um, Yeah, and if and if if you're asking about crunch in the sense of, do I think they're going to crunch employees when people get back in the office? Yes, I do. Of course, very (laughs) much. They're going to crunch the ever-loving shit out of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, people, we've had a month off. Let's get back to work. Yeah. Mornings and nights, eight they'll, days a they'll week. Th they'll throw him a shitty party. <laughs> I brought Show Noah's bagels for you this morning on our first day back. Is that not yeah. enough to fucking crack the whip? There's going to be pizza Fridays. Yep. Yeah, and that's it. Um, well, I think, let's see. Do we have any, let me, oh, let me, I, I think we got time for one more. I think we're right up on an hour. Um, somebody asked a good question. Oh, this is from Lucas Arant. I think, I think, I feel like I've read your questions before and your name was upside down previously also i'm just gonna say lucas it hasn't yeah. gotten any less annoying yeah. uh what is your favorite combat system in video games i love the way it Ooh. worked in the arkham series but it became very overused yeah arkham was great yes um uh for me for sure it would be uh the dark souls 3 kind of bloodborne mm. that those two um very they're kind of different but it's it feels very similar yeah the sort of uh, uh, block or dodge and parry and then counter kind of system Super, although blood yeah. bloodborne was more aggressive it felt like yes for sure but it, but very but similar system in place you had to play differently but i think the kind of fundamentals of it are the same and i think that's like the best iteration of it and Sekiro's up there too but i think just having the one kind of the one weapon there aren't a ton of options available for how you play so it's a little yeah that that series and th th that series and just the Soulsborne genre now it really did affect so many mm -hmm. games oh, yeah. just because it, it yeah it, everything else just started to to uh, um, copy that what do I let's see do I have a favorite combat system the Arkham was good I really liked uh, Spider-Man also yeah, yeah. yeah just um, it, it felt you know, the combat, just the way you could, you know, uh, shoot webs at things and pick up things or web people or just zip around. It, it felt very fast. It felt like they really captured what, what Spider-Man was and how was, he would it fight. It was nice and fluid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was fun. For me, I'm going to have to say uh, the original Rayman on PlayStation 1. I uh, just really love the way you could, you could charge up your fist and send it out in front of you. It was really kinetic. Hell yeah. Really very, very tangible kind of punch uh -huh. uh, really miss that type of just you know kinesthetic experience in my games uh, so if we could get more combat systems like Rayman 1 I'd be happy yeah there we go if that's what we could leave you on it would be that yep. so yep alright um, let's call that a day and thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week later bye bye